Blog Talk Radio. Dante Show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another round of the Dante Show with your boy, Dante Morrison. Happy Monday, October 22nd. We are almost out of October and into the holiday season. So it's time to start getting those Christmas decorations out the garage, out of storage, and pulling down all of your Santa gear and just getting ready for a change of seasons. So here we go. We're wrapping up uh, 2018. It's almost 2019. So I hope you are ready for the shift, ready for the change, and are starting to get things in order to close out this year. I know I'm not ready, but some people are, and they're looking forward to this time of the year. But anyway, today is the last day to register to vote. So if you live in the state of California, I know for a fact that today is it. If you did not register to vote um, by today, it's gone. So Hopefully everyone did because the November 6th primary is something that's extremely important. We all need to be at the polls on that day, casting our vote, casting our ballot, and letting the, letting the nation know that we care about what is going on and we are present. We're not going to just sit by and be ignored and let all these injustices keep running us over. Um, and if they do, at least we can say we voted and we tried. So let's not just ignore this, the polls with all that attitude of they don't hear my vote, my vote don't matter, and all that bloody blah. Do your part. Do your part. So I hope everyone is registered and ready. All right? So in other news, in other news, those of you who love horror films, you will know that Halloween killed at the box office over the uh, past weekend. Halloween came in at number one. So it was number one. And it was the second biggest October movie opening ever. So all the movies that have ever come out in the month of October, Halloween was the second largest. And it also was the biggest opening um, with a female lead in a horror movie and the biggest opening with a female lead over 55. Jamie Lee Curtis, she did her thing. I mean, Halloween, I did see it. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, well, I enjoyed it. It was good. It, I will say it was good, um, but it started to get predictable, like, within that second, you know, hour. But if you've seen enough horror movies like I have, if you are a scary movie aficionado, yeah, it's hard to kind of really shock a person like me. But storyline, great. It was good. It was it was worth it. Um, kudos to them for bringing back a reboot that was worthy of the name and kept the franchise, um, you know, in good standing. Also, shout-out to my girl, Candy Lewis. So, first of all, today is Candy's birthday. Happy birthday to Candy. And on yesterday, she did her Purple Purse Tea Party, and it is to raise um, awareness for domestic violence and intimate partner violence. And I was honored to be one of the guest speakers, guest panelists at the event. Um, It was great to see so much energy, love, life, and light in the same space and all on one accord in agreement to um, the topic of domestic violence and how we must address it on a bigger platform. It needs to be something that is not uh, normalized, you know, because we see a lot of stuff that has to do with domestic violence, and we kind of look over like, oh, that's just how they are. That's how that couple gets down. It's just blame it on the alcohol, whatever the case may be. But no one has the right to hit anybody ever. I don't care if you did put a ring on it. You do not own the person, all right? So 
kudos to Candy. Kudos to my job, um, APLA Health. On yesterday, we also did our AIDS walk. I forgot what which one it was. I think it's like the 25th or something annual AIDS walk. I was out there, me and my mom. We do it every single year. We have been doing it every year for the last, I will say, going on 12 or 13 years. Uh, me and my mom has been walking, so she hates it if she even thinks she's going to miss one. So she makes sure to call me and be like, yo, I'm coming. I'm going to be there. I don't care what you say, what you don't want to do. We're going to walk in the AIDS walk. And then on Saturday, L.A. had the Taste of Soul. So I went to the Taste of Soul primarily because I live three blocks from where it happened. So it happens on Crenshaw. Anybody familiar with the Los Angeles area, you know, Crenshaw is smack dab in the middle of, you know, urban L.A., <laughs> urban L.A., but it is an event that, really brings all these food vendors together and all these different stages with celebrity performances and all that kind of stuff. And normally it is packed. Not normally, it is always packed. But for some reason, Saturday wasn't as congested, well, at least where I was at. And, and I was able to maneuver through the crowd with ease. It was not something that was overwhelming because I do not like, I loathe crowds. I don't like crowds, but I also love people kind of weird, and I also love to be in positive social settings where I can get a good show, get some good food, and all that. I had a fried lobster tail. That lobster tail was boss. It was everything. That was a good piece of lobster. <laughs> all right, and then I had this coffee cake. Um, the dude's name is Chef Rock. So if you're on Instagram, go to Instagram, go to Chef Rock. It's C-H-E-F-R-O-C, not R-O-C-K, R-O-C. And so this brother makes school coffee cake, and it will take you back to the seventh grade. It tasted just like the coffee cake I had in elementary school and junior high school. It was phenomenal. And the dude was just telling them, he's like, yo, I learned the recipe, you know, we'll, we'll. making them, it was boss. I bought quite a few of them and ate them right there on the spot. So it tasted so, for me, it was a success. Some people always find some way to complain or whatever, but for me, it was the event was success. I love the event. Um, I love seeing Blackstreet and Dave Hollister. To me, they sold the whole show. Um, Dave Hollister came out, and he ripped it. The harmony of Blackstreet was amazing. It was amazing. Blackstreet performed, Invoke performed, Macy Gray performed, Ready for the World performed, Jody Wally performed, Sister Slits performed, Shantae Book performed, Genuine performed. Only ones I saw was Blackstreet, Shantae Moore, and Genuine because the stages are so far apart. I was not about to walk a country mile to hear, um, you know, Sister Sledge and Macy Gray and all that. I wanted to, but I didn't. I think also Jesse Smollett was out there, as well as a lot of gospel artists. Um, and it was it was just a good event. So kudos to L.A. Um, Danny Bakewell, Center Newspaper, for pulling off another successful year. Hopefully next year they have the sound together. Hate to say it, but every single year there are sound and technical issues that at this point in the game need to be fixed and ought not happen ever, ever, ever again. But until that day comes, we're just going to have to put up with faulty sound and all that kind of juicy jazz. So let's get into tonight's show. So we did part one um, uh, about a month and a half ago. Um, I had Tasha Champion, Kenneth Page, and Bianca Page on the show, and they talked about relationships and all that kind of stuff that goes along with it, um, the ups and the downs, and about effective communication. They also have an event coming up. It's called a co-ed conversation about love, and it's a workshop that's happening this Saturday in Los Angeles. And at the towards the end of the show, I'm going to give you a special code you can use to get 50% off your ticket purchase, 50% off of your ticket purchase. That means you're going to get half off. If you take a person, I mean, that's darn near going for free. 
So you don't want to miss that. Don't pass that up. All right. So if you are listening on um, on the phone, you can go to our Facebook page and join the conversation, join the dialogue, and talk about relationships, dating, love, and all that kind of stuff. All right. I know I've been out the loop for a while, but your boy's back in school pursuing that PhD. So my time and all that is getting pulled, and I'm just now starting to get reacclimated to this PhD program and how to do all the other stuff that I was doing before I got back in school. So bear with me, and let's make it happen. So without further ado, help me welcome my guest for tonight's show, um, Tasha, Kenneth, and Bianca. Welcome back to the show, you guys. Glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having us, and congratulations on working towards that PhD. Ah, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So all all, all of y'all here? Yes, we're all here. I got you, Tasha. Oh, okay. All right. They're, they're them champions. There they go. <laughs> there they are. All right. So y'all ready to talk about this? So what do y'all want what do y'all want to pick up? I'm gonna I'm gonna um let you guys start the conversation and wherever y'all wanna pick up, we can just go from there. I've done some other talks about um love and relationships and I wanna see where you guys are at with this right now. Your event is on Saturday. Um I know you're looking forward to that. You're excited about it. Um, how's how's the buy-in for it? Are people people amped about it? Yeah, and the men are the men, the men. We are telling them come out, and those that I have encountered personally are like, I have a lot to say. So <laughs> we're hoping they actually <laughs> do come through and have their words, um, you know, put out there and heard because. Uh, I, unknown to a lot of women who say, you know, men don't come to the table and talk and to be heard. There are brothers out there that are telling us, like, yeah, we need this and we want this. So that was very refreshing. That's what's up. That That is, that is rare. I mean, the workshop that I did yesterday about domestic violence, um, I was on the panel. It was three guys on the panel, and the room was like, I would say, 90, 95% women. And we just talked about how men – you know, a lot of men want to just open up and, and be transparent, but it's still that wall, that fear of, of rejection or whatever else may come from that. And I think it's important that men are allowed the, the opportunity to just express how they feel without being considered soft or weak or whatever the case may be. Because, brother, we, we, need, we need some help, too. You know, and you raise a good point because I did have one very accomplished um, gentleman who's in the kind of well-known in the music industry tell me when I passed him the flyer, he said, you know, it is important, but it's a it's a scary climate out here right now. And I said, oh, what do you mean? He said, because although there's a lot of credibility to the Me Too movement, he said there is also an aspect where some people are being, um, you know, there's a witch hunt aspect to it. And he said there's a little bit of fear right. there. And I said, wow, you know, I just had to take a moment and give just pause to what he was feeling and be present to the realness of that statement because, you know, there is validity to what's going on, but also to the brothers that, you know, are saying, hey, that that's not what I represent. It can still be scary because all it takes is for someone to say, you did it. <laughs> You know, right. so he was like, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I want to come out, but I'm also a little afraid to speak up. So that was an, another side to it too. And I and I, I agree. I think that right now, with all that's happening, I mean, women are are definitely becoming more empowered. 
you know, right now than, than ever before. And I think a lot of men are on edge and are a little nervous about admitting to whatever because they don't don't be perceived like some of the other men who have honestly done just criminal acts. You know, so the climate is kind of different, and men we're we're kind of pushed back behind this this wall, <laughs> and we just don't know what to say right now that may be taken out of context. Mm. And I think that's that's going to be so important. That's why it's really important that the men come out, and you know, as the women that we can talk about that. We're going to talk about you know, the dating scene and online dating and, you know, dating in the, you know, in the workplace area or wherever you may be, although, you know, it's 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 more frowned upon to try to be hitting, you know, try to hit on your coworkers or something like that. But, I mean, if you see somebody and you are genuinely attracted to them and you would like to take them out, you know, how far do you go? What do you say? And I'm sure, you know, with, with human resources lurking around and they're on edge, you know, because at any moment they could have a complaint. Um, and you know, and we right. know we don't want to um, we don't want to you know lessen you know the the movement and the Me Too movement and what women have gone through and women that are you know are are legitimately victims. But there are some people out here that just will, are attracted and will just like to say, hey, can I get your number? Can I take you out? You know, I think you're nice looking or whatever. And it's and it's legit and it's real and it's on the up and up. So you know, we want to get into all of that, talking about the dating game and just, you know, certain things that are happening right now and um and just how it feels uh for dating and what's what's the expectations in dating. We want to get into all of it. All of it that can lead to love and, and that talks about relationships. Uh, that's that's what's up. That's what's up. And and let me ask this question since we're on this um the the Me Too kind of topic. Um do you think that some women are using this to their advantage to kind of criminalize um, men unwarranted, like they're just going to use it whenever they don't feel like being bothered. They will just use it, say, well, he harassed me, but you went out on a date and you guys had a good date, and now you're going to twist it all to make him seem like he was some kind of stalker. What, what do you, you think that is a possibility? I, I think, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it, makes you so, it makes you so afraid to even, <laughs> to even answer that, you know, honestly. But, you know, right. I, I was a <laughs> I was a police officer in Detroit, you know, for six years, and there were a lot of things, a lot of stereotypes that I had in my head about, you know, sexual harassment, about, um, you know, um, rape, and, well, they, they they changed it now. It's now called criminal sexual conduct in the law, in the law world. And there were just so many things that I learned, and my eyes were open so much to women that were, you know, actual victims, and then there were some that did use it to their advantage. So I think it is a very sticky situation. I think you kind of, you know, some men are kind of walking on eggshells, and it's like, hey, what can I say? What can you do? Because I am certain there are, there are, a, a, you know, there are somebody, somebody out there is, has used this to their advantage because they didn't want advances. They didn't want to be bothered. Uh, maybe they retired and found somebody new. So I'm certain that's out there, unfortunately. But, I mean, because there are so many women that have legitimately be, been victimized by this, I think as a lot of men, you just need to play it safe and just really be careful of the things you say and do. Right. I, I agree. I agree. And I think that um, – and, and, and not to really just um, – hmm, I'm trying to think of how do I say this. Because the, the Me Too movement kind of took on a, a kind of a, a social media hype 
Like it went to just this huge level. Not saying it's not justified or validated, but it went to this this level that that of course made some men fearful of how they can interact with women, you know, and how how far is too far. Like Kita just said, how far is too far. And it reminds me back to when J.L. King released his book on the down low and Oprah had him on her show. And then that kind of, you know, stepped in and made women start looking at men if they were having authentic friendships, heterosexual friendships, people were starting to raise their eyebrows like, well, are you two really on the down low? Is something really going on? So it made men um, kind of step back from just showing any kind of emotion to another man, whether it be, you know, friend or otherwise, because they don't want to be labeled as on the down low. And I just think that, so many of these situations, they come in and they covertly shift how we interact with each other that, that we really got to take a step back and look at the bigger picture and say, no, all men are not sexual predators. All men are not on the down low instead of boxing everyone in the same thing. Right. What do y'all thoughts right. on that? I agree. I agree with that, and I do think that it's going to be really important for everyone like we talked about during the first segment um, about a month and a half ago to come to the table in your genuineness and being very authentic. Um, And if you want to ask those questions, I think it's going to be important for men to really express themselves. And I know that that's a lot harder because men are not such emotional creatures as women are, but I do think it's going to be important so that their their voices are heard, their feelings are heard, and that women can also understand um, not take anything, um, not take advantage of anything, but to just listen and have that open and honest discussion and say, this is how I feel. I want to make sure that I'm being respectful of you. If I say anything that makes you uncomfortable, just please let me know because I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. I think sometimes those conversations are going to be had early on. Agreed. Agreed. And I think we talked about that the last time, you know, are, are women ready for the truth? You know, are they really ready for those honest conversations, you know, from men? And vice versa, are men ready for the truth? You know, are people really ready to have those real honest, hard um, questions when it comes to relationship building, or do they want the fairy tale to last as long as possible? Well, you know what? And a lot of times, let's just, it starts with being real in-house, like, how many of us can tell our friends, like, if you're a real friend, you'll pull your friend's coattails, too. And what I mean by that is go, piggybacking on our conversation, um, I had a friend of mine, I mean, this is, you know, a real sensitive topic in terms of, you know, she basically accused a family member of mine of taking advantage of her, and I had to take that accusation very serious. And in the midst of our conversation, because I'm a, I, we went back like final chords, like I knew her history, she knew my history, I also said to her, now listen, I'm going to look into this, but I also don't know any other woman who has told me how many times they've been in situations where you've been taken advantage of by men. So I said, I'm, I'm seeing a pattern here. So what's going on? I'm going to look into this on this side because what you're saying means my family member may not be able to come over to our house as roommates anymore or, you know, we're in college now. You know what I'm saying? But I also need to hold the mirror that why is this always happening? So why why am I bringing that up? 
we also need to be real with one another. Like girlfriend to girlfriend, husband to wife, sister to sister, brother to brother. Like if you see your friend going down the wrong road or habitual behavior that is having the same results, we need to be able to hold up the mirror too. Are you always getting sloppy drunk to the point where you pass out and then you wake up and you don't know what happened? Do you always have to babysit this? Do you all, are you always, you know, I can go on and on. No, I I get that. I get that. And it's really about, it's about about accountability, you know, and holding folks accountable for their behaviors and their actions as well as their decisions. You know, that's, that's a, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. But how do you, and I think that is also a challenge in relationships. And I I believe that you guys can talk, talk about this. Um, since you're doing a whole workshop about relationships, how do you hold your spouse or significant other accountable, and then how do you receive that accountability from your spouse? Because sometimes people are scared to to check their mate because they know how their mate might react. (laughs) Yeah, good one. I mean, first of all, I think you have to put parameters in place so that you can have a checking mechanism when needed. So case in point, we have basically like a code of conduct that we operate in within our relationship where we've laid out things that we want to see happen. So, okay, let me just give you one example. Like, okay, if we spend over a certain amount of money, we have already established that we're going to talk to one another. We've already established that when we're in public, if we have a situation that makes us uncomfortable or that makes us feel disrespected, we're not going to dress that verbally out loud in front of everyone. We're going to pull the person to the side. So you try to get ahead of it, but, of course, you can't account for every scenario. So when the unknown creeps up, You try to go to what is my rules of engagement, that's what we call it, that is closest to this scenario where I can pull that into this and say, okay, my husband is making me feel a little uncomfortable. He's being a little too close or he's he's making me feel uncomfortable. So I'm going to pull his coattail to the side and say, hey, you're making me feel uncomfortable. Can we go outside and talk real quick? something like that. So, you know, you really have to be mature and and as much as possible use your experience and your past hurts to your advantage because we all have triggers and we all know what can push our button. So if we know that, it's good to talk about it up front and kind of give a person a heads up like, hey, this really gets under my skin. Can you please not do it? Or if you happen to do it, this is the response you might get. (laughs) You might get cursed out. (laughs) 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 So do you think people should know what their triggers are before going into a relationship? I mean, should they they do that level of work on themselves before entering a relationship? And I know sometimes we may have triggers we may have forgotten about or they may surface, you know, when something happens. But how much should a person disclose in the beginning about themselves without them coming across as someone who's damaged? Um, I think it's important that you are very honest with yourself or you have someone around you that's going to be honest with you because there might be times where a trigger point comes up but you don't recognize it as a trigger and you need that honest voice to come along and say, hey, 
you seem to be triggered by this, is this really resulting because of something else? Um, and, and I'm really, really clear with that, and I go to Bianca, actually, for that. If I notice that I'm not okay with something or if she notices that I'm not, she will call me out and say, hey, this is what I'm hearing. you got to have those people in your lives that are going to be honest about that and tell you, like, you seem to be triggered by this. Let's talk about it. Let's go deeper. Let's see where, where you haven't healed. Because in all of the time that you take, and I recommend for every person to take that time to heal after any relationship, make sure that you are not dragging that whole bag of emotions into your next relationship. But you're right. Some triggers you don't recognize until it comes up in a situation. And you just have to be prepared to acknowledge that it's there so you can understand where it's coming from, and that's the only way you're going to be able to heal it and move on. That's good. That's good advice. And that really goes down to what you both basically were saying, well, have that accountability partner, you know, because I think a lot of people make the mistake is that they put um, everything, they put all their weight on their their spouse or significant other without having someone outside of that to kind of just throw things um, off of, if I'm making sense. You get what I'm saying? Like right. Some people use right. their spouse to be just their 100% sounding board and catch all for everything. I mean, right. <laughs> everything without having someone outside the relationship to be that neutral ear. And I personally think, I think that's important to have. You know, you have your friend, and then you have the person you live with and romantically involved with. The two can sometimes cross over, but there still should be something that separates the two, the 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 friend from the partner and the partner from the friend. If that's making sense to y'all, well, hope y'all get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it totally it totally makes sense. And I'll say this because if you are really in your emotions when something is happening, you are probably responding um, out of emotions versus actually thinking about what it is that you need to bring to the table, what it is that you need to discuss. And you probably need to go outside of that particular person that's bringing up those emotions and get an outside perspective. Get someone who can give you another way of looking at it because, one, it will help calm your emotions, and then you can go back to the table with your spouse or significant other and be ready to listen to that person as well as respond from a place of understanding what they're saying to you and they can understand what you're saying. So that outside perspective I think is needed, but it definitely needs to come from someone that you really trust, someone who's not messy, someone who's not getting ready to stir the pot and cause drama, and someone who's not going to just um, be a yes man to you and just hold you in the right. It's got to be someone who's ready to give you the truth just to give you an outside perspective. Love it, hundred percent. That's it right there. That's it right there. So what? What? Yeah, go ahead, Kim. Sorry. Yeah, um, I I also think too. You know, but we we have to be honest with ourselves too, because a lot of times when we get in these friendships too, friendships, work relationships, romantic relationships, whatever it may be, married, whatever it is, a lot of times we listen to what the person says, and we total totally overlook their actions. They say something, but we totally overlook their actions. And I, I mean, you know, and you don't, you don't, of course, obviously, you know, you don't learn this all in one day and you don't learn this all in one week. It takes time to learn this. But when a person, when a person's actions fail to mirror the things that they speak and say, 
you have to be able to question that and just find out what's going on. You know, I'm not saying you have to, you know, um, have them in a dark room with the light swinging over their head as an interrogation, but you have to be able to question and say, hey, you said this, but your actions over are, are, are countering what you're saying. And if they're not mature enough to be able to address that with you and reciprocate an answer that's mature and that's honest, and maybe they can say, hey, listen, I didn't know that I was doing that. Or maybe they, maybe they can say, listen, yeah, I have a problem with that. At least they're honest to say. But when, when their actions don't match the things that they say, and I think that's what gives a lot of people hang-ups in relationships. They're just like, listen, this person told me they'll give me the moon and the stars and all of this stuff, but they won't even walk across the street for me to, me to, for, to give me a sandwich if I needed one. It's just, it's just not right. right. Or this and continues to tell me that they're going to be this A, B, and C, or I want A, B, and C, or one, two, three. But what they're showing me is totally, totally different. And you have to be honest enough with yourself to say, listen, I can't accept this. You know, I'm not asking you for the world, but I at least, I at least need you to be uh, be honest with me and upfront when it comes to especially some of these small things. So I think we have to be honest with ourselves, too, because a lot of times, um, we, you know, we, we kind of get this false sense of hope. And it's not fair. It's not fair to you, and it's and it's not fair to anyone. You know, anyone involved. I get, it. I get that. And um, Candy Lewis actually, she says she's. Um, she said we're talking like people in dysfunctional relationships have friendships that they confide in that are reasonable, and they're they're not. Um, Candy, you on the line? So, Candy, um, <clears throat> click um, one, and that way I can see that you want to jump on here, and I'll let you jump in. And while Candy is positioning herself to give comments, let people know. I see you, Candy. I got you. Let people know what can they expect from the workshop this Saturday. Those that have yet to buy tickets are not are. I don't know what's going on. What, what should they expect? To also do the self work. You're not just going to be a passive listener. You're going to be an active participant. Um, for those that are introverts, it's not going to just be. Sitting there, you're also going to be actively listening. We're going to challenge you to, you know, walk away with something that you're going to do different in one of those areas. And let's let's not be fooled. All the areas of being that we're going to cover in our workshop of being single, dating, in a relationship, they all cross over because when you're in a relationship, you should still be dating and taking care of yourself. When you're in self, you should be preparing to be the best version of yourself and asking what is that next step for you and why do you want to go into dating? You know, then while you're dating, is it all about an end goal? Are you still about self or are you always planning for a relationship? So we're challenging people, but we're also want to hear what the pressure points are and help people work through the issues as a whole collective. And to see, sometimes it helps to see, like, I'm not the only one feeling this, and men are feeling this way too, and women are feeling this way too, and if we could just find a common ground, it wouldn't be so hard, and it's not that hard, and we're closer than we think. Got it. So Saturday is not just for couples. Oh, no. 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 Okay. Hey. <laughs> Y'all better say it loud. <laughs> no, so we're taking that journey from self to single dating and relationships. 
There you go. So I think some people may think that it's a couple's workshop or a couple's mix or whatever. It is not for couples. It's a co-ed conversation about love. So listen, come on out. It's a co-ed conversation about love. You're going to hear both sides and then hear that, that middle ground that we all got to get to so we can learn how to um, talk to each other. Um, hold on, I'm going to pull Candy on. And Candy, welcome to back to the Dante Show. Thank you, Dante. Thank you, everyone who's You're on the welcome. line. Hi, Candy. You're welcome. Hi. You're welcome. Hi. I'm loving your conversation. But Thank you. my concern, my concern, what you're saying is all true. We need to have, we need to take a moment and, and think about what we bring to the table and the baggage, including the baggage and the and the past pain and the past disappointments. But when someone is in, in trauma and coming from dysfunctional relationships, it didn't really just start with that past relationship. It's in their home. And so their friends are dysfunctional too. And they can't really go back and, and expect their friends to, to have some reasonable rationale like you guys are talking. So talk to us about if you were in a dysfunctional relationship, and your friends are in their dysfunctional relationship. So when you go to them and say, you know what, I'm, I'm thinking about this, and they're like, yeah, girl, you're right. He's a dog. She's a dog. Or, you know, they don't give you, they don't give you anything that is constructive. They give you some more trash yeah. to weigh you down. So what do you do? I don't know anybody. You, that person might say, well, everybody's like me. You know, that bird of a feather, we all flock together. So one crazy person, all of our friends is crazy. Our parents are crazy. Our brothers and sisters are crazy, and we dare not take that mess to work. So what do you do? Candy, you make a valid point. I first off want to say you're, you're absolutely right. A lot of times in all areas of our life, you can look around, and it's a mirror of things we need to work through. And that's why you come to events like this so you can up-level your environment. When, when I wanted to go in a different direction, uh, when I was in school and all my friends weren't going to college, my mom said, get one friend that is. So when you recognize that everybody is going the opposite of where you desire to be, then you get a mentor, you get a coach, you get a counselor, you get somebody either a few steps ahead of you or, or with a mindset that is where you want to be and you go towards them, you like they say, walk towards the light. So that's exactly what we're trying to do is create a community and an environment of like-minded people or like-desired people that say, I may not like where I am, but I do believe there's something different, and that's where I want to walk. And I guarantee that if you put yourself in position, you'll either find someone that's like where you want to go but to your credit, there may not be someone in your current network that can help. But if you realize that or if you recognize that and you're bringing that to light, then get out of that environment some way, somehow. Don't stay there. Find, out, find somebody that can help you get out of the situation. And I think that is something that, that needs to be done on just all fronts. Um, not just in our relationships, just our way of thinking. You know, um, Candy made a good point. You know, oftentimes our circles are just so polluted and toxic that we think it's normal. 
you know, right. and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of work to recondition ourselves to understand truly what not only what we are worth but what we deserve. You know, um, and I think that that's that's good for people like to have workshops like this. A folks can come together and will will make them to begin to rethink their environments, rethink their relationships, rethink their coping mechanisms. You know, because some stuff that we think is the best way to cope, honestly, is adding to our detriment. You know, let me you let know, me just drink the pain away. Just to piggyback on what Bianca was saying, and maybe this will also answer uh, some of Candy's question. It is about your environment because what I recognize at this point is when I was in a bad marriage, I was surrounded by bad marriages. And it was when I left that marriage, when I left the next bad relationship, I jumped into and really focused in on doing the work for myself and realized what I wanted in life. I started to notice that uh, when I know I want a good marriage, I know what I want my marriage to look like, I started noticing that the marriages around me are successful marriages, beautiful marriages. So you have to put yourself in a position to know what you want because you will attract it. When I was in a bad relationship, uh, I was around bad relationships. Now that I want something substantial and good that's good for me, that is God-blessed, I'm around those type of relationships now. Mm-hmm. And love I think, it. love it. I think, so, um, you know, I think also, I, I'm I'm of the mindset of like, um, as Dante was saying, in all all areas of my life, um, and I'm not not saying that I'm perfect at it, but I definitely try to have somebody that's on a uh, on a little bit higher level, so that I can kind of they can keep pushing me or or pulling me to come where and get to where they are, and I can k- try to push to get to where they are. And you got to have those kind of people, because let's be honest, and we really have to be careful of the relationships that we foster and nurture around our, like you said, around this family. That's you know all these people that may be jaded or whatever, and all these things are going on. There are a lot of people, which is why it's so important that we're honest and upfront with people and get people that are honest and upfront and really have them kind of unpack some of the things that they've been through because there are people that were nurtured and what they thought was love was really survival. And you really, really have to be Mm. careful of getting in relationships with people that were raised on survival and not love. Because if they were raised on survival, when you poke and pick at them or you may do something that's against kind of where they were and, you know, where you thought they were, that's their survival uh, tactics are going to come out. And it's not always going to be of love. So that's why it's very you, – you have to really, really be intentional about the people you say you're going to allow to be in your environment. Uh, birds of a feather flock together. You really, really, really have to be careful of the people that you allow to nurture. You have to be careful of the people you allow to, you know, speak words over your life and over your spirit and over your situation. You know, you can't even, it, it used to be a time you can just go to any minister and let him pray over you if you're a religious or spiritual person. You just can't do that nowadays because you don't know who it is that's praying over you or speaking over you. You don't know what their intentions are. You don't know what's going on. You almost got to have a resume for them. So you really have to be intentional. And as my wife was saying, sometimes that means maybe coming out of your pocket a little bit to go be around people. We went to a workshop with Lisa Nichols, who uh, was one of the uh, writers in um, in the in um, the Secret. 
we went to a workshop that she had, and we had to pay a little money to go there. But listen, we were like, hey, we're going to be intentional about this because we really want to have somebody outside of us to pour into us and to really give us something, give us another side of life to let us know there are some better things that are going on. You know, there are some people out here that are doing it, and they are our color. They look like us. You know, they're, they're our height. They're our size, whatever, you know, and everybody like me is not doing bad. So I think you really have to be intentional about, intentional about setting your surroundings. But, but Kenneth, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back. I agree 100%, 100%, but I'm going to push back a little. How do, you, how do you do that when you've been conditioned to trust those people? How do, you, how do you start the work of that? Like, let's just say it is your family. Your family is all you know. The family advice is all that you've been getting your entire life. How do you, how do you even start the work? When do you begin? What, what needs to take place for, you to, for a person to realize that maybe my family is wrong and don't know what they're talking about or my family is toxic? The, 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 the rapper Jay-Z said, men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. And what, what I, I love to hear him say that because what it means is this, man. You have to look at re- the results of – you have to look at results of people. And that's why I say – so, see, a person is saying one thing over here, but if you're looking at their action and, like, if you – so if you take what they say, you add to what they're doing, and then if, it, if you equal out and look at their results and those things aren't matching up and it doesn't look right, smell right, sound right, then it's pro- something in there is not right. Something in there that they're stirring in that pot is not clean. So you really have to look at people's results. And there comes a time in a lot of people's lives when they're like, you know what, I'm tired of these results. I'm tired of these same results I'm getting. And the reason why I'm getting them because I'm hanging around the same people who have the same mindset, who are doing the same thing every, every day, every day. And we've heard this a thousand times, right? Doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting different results is insanity. Results. So you really have to look right, at the right, right. things that people right. do. That's- and if you want to change your results, most of the time you need to change your, your, the, the atmosphere you're in, the, the, the surroundings and the people you're hanging around and the things you're doing. That's, that's real. That's real. Okay. And I think you also have to okay, be comfortable I- with knowing that you're going to leave some people behind. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's the hard part. That's yeah. the hard part. That's the hard part. Definitely. Everybody is not Definitely. meant to grow up with you. That's true. Right. Yeah, and and uh, somebody, somebody said on here that you have to be careful who you tell stuff to. Absolutely. You absolutely have to guard guard your information and be careful the person that you're telling your information to because – who knows what they could they could take it and use it against you. You know, you you have family members that'll do that, that'll use it against you and you know, that's why I always say, you know, every once in a while you just need to check your surroundings and even on your cell phone, every on your cell phone there's an update. Every once in a while you need to check your surroundings and maybe just do an update. Do a refreshers course. And wow. the people that you were hanging around, maybe they were the one version, but you're tired of getting that one result. So you need to update to two then. Which means you need to maybe start hanging around different people, doing something different because you want to change your results. Love that. Love that. Time to refresh. Just do, yeah. do a refresh. Do a refresh. All right, let's talk about Saturday. What, what time to start? Where is it going to be at? What folks got to bring? Where do they get? Let's talk about it. Who wants to leave? 
uh, we're going to be there, 1230 sharp. If you show up <laughs> late right. at 453 Manchester, the Better Living Center in Englewood. It's going down in the community, not far from the world-famous forum. We will be there at 1230. There will be vendors on site. That ticket price allows you um, access to refreshments and raffles with juicy prizes. And then the conversation will begin, and we are going to take you through a roadmap of self-awareness to dating to relationships. And we plan to hit on all. We have a great group of panelists representing all walks, and we are also going to be engaging the audience. So I'll tell you, when we did our walkthrough uh, with men and women preparing for the event, getting our materials together, I mean, we were there for five, six hours, and we could have kept talking. Right. So you right. don't want wow. to miss it. We were learning from one another. And we're going to challenge you to walk away with takeaways because that's what you're coming for, to set your intention and walk away with something different. And this right. is we part two. So you did, the part, you did one last year, right? Awesome. We did one last year, first, and did... that was for all women. Okay. So when we did the what one last year, to go actually the women that came last year, because I welcomed three of our speakers' husbands, Ken was one of them, they loved hearing the perspective of the men. They loved hearing that men also go through things, even though they don't express it the same. They also love to hear what men are actually looking for um, in this relationship life, in this dating life. And so once we got the feedback forms that a lot of people were asking if we would do this again, but do it co-ed. And the, this workshop literally was born from the guest of the previous workshop. Okay. Okay. Love it. So people want love this. It. They want to talk about love between men and women. Women want to ask men. Men want to ask women. And we want women okay. to know that all men aren't dogs. We want uh, men to know that all women aren't looking, aren't just looking for somebody to make them happy. You know, we want people to come to the table and express themselves. Now I'm gonna ask this question, and and Ken, you can you can take this one because we oftentimes um, it seems like women always have safe spaces to go and refresh and regroup and you know share and all that. Where are the spaces for men outside of the barbershop? That, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, you may get some churches that are progressive uh, enough to um, say, hey, we're going to have um, the men, you know, a men's help group afterwards. Maybe we'll go catch a you know, sporting event together. Um, I'm actually part of uh, a men's sporting group called DTDT where we get together and we go out um, we go locally to a game in L.A., and then we'll go to one out of state, um, and they do it every other year, you know, and it's been pretty awesome where the brothers just get together, man, and I mean, it's all races, uh, different age groups. Some of the men are bringing their sons along, their nephews, cousins, you know, and it's uh, we were just in Arizona and got, got to watch, we got had the opportunity to watch the uh, Seattle Seahawks play the Arizona uh, Cardinals in a football game. But we got to be together for three or four days and just hang out and, uh, you know, just do the man thing, just talk to one another, um, 
you know, really encourage one another. So there are those events out there, but as you said, they are far and few in between. So this is something that we're going to try to kick off here that we want to do in hopes that we can have more, in hopes that we can get more men. Uh, that That's really, you know, my mission is to really encourage men to, you know, try to be better communicators. Be, be. I, I want to. I don't want to say better. Just be uh, more effective in their communication with their significant others, with themselves, with their sons, with whoever, with their fathers, whatever it is. Because society has kind of nurtured this whole. You know, men have to be so macho and and really protect your emotions. Right. And we're not asking men to, you know, just walk around with a Kleenex in their hand all the time, just crying at the drop of a hat. But <laughs> You know, right, you definitely right, right. want to. You know, you want to be open, and you want to be able to uh, be an effective communicator. Because how can you really effectively communicate with someone if you don't want to be open with them and share? You know, and you don't want to talk right. to them about what's going on. So um, that's that. Right. You know, so right. Where we are. Because I did a I did a post. Um, I think it was last week actually. Because I went to a conference. There was it was supposed to be a brotherhood conference about. Um, men empowerment and all that kind of stuff, African-American, Latino men. But the room was like 70% females, and it was wow. a men's conference. And I wow. asked the question on social media, how come at women's conferences you will never see a man present, but at a men's conference you always have some woman up in there with a notepad and pen and whatever the case may be. People, Women were saying on my thread, well, that's because we support our men and the men don't support us. But – my thing is if it's a space specific for men, I think having women there is intrusive and, and insulting, to be quite honest, because you're not allowing men to really open up the way they want to because they don't be perceived differently by women. So I'm asking the women on my show, why do y'all do that? <laughs> <laughs> why do y'all feel y'all got to be in the same space at the same time Anytime the men are doing something, why do y'all got to be there to say, well, let me see what they're talking about because they may say something Tyrone needs to hear, and I want to make sure Tyrone hears it clearly. Why, why, why is that? Why do some women have that mentality? First of all, if I, if, if I was Uh-oh. a single woman, I would be where single brothers were that were trying to improve themselves. Hello. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's one. Okay. 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 That's that's a good one. That's a good one. They they they're cruising the spot. All right, we'll let you have that. But but what's what's another reason? What like like if it's your husband? If your husband says I'm about to go to a, um to this all men's conference and it's all day long, yada yada yada, you know, and she grabs her coat and pocketbook, that, that don't make no sense. Why why is she why is she going? Or why does she feel she needs to be there? First of all, you know what? I I agree with you on that. You you gotta give one another space to grow. And if and and if you feel like you have to go, there there's something going on there. Right. There's something going on there. There's some trust issues. There's something deeper because we should have the space to pour into ourselves. So I do agree with you on that point, Dante. And I think that there might be some deeper issues going on of trust or, um, you know, lack of space, some some smothering, some things like that, Be you know, or or just uh, control issues. Right. Um, now, when it, when it, when it, let me, quick question, when it, when it comes to trust, when it comes to trust, can, can trust be 
I know a lot of times people don't trust because they've been hurt by their past relationships. But how do people enter new relationships with a fresh start? Is that possible to do? And is that, and is that something you guys are going to talk about on Saturday? We definitely will hit that on Saturday because trust is, you know, obviously one of the big things inside of a relationship. Personally, I think that it really starts with do you trust yourself? Do you trust yourself to make good decisions? Do you trust yourself to recognize that if somebody is not good for you, um, will you walk away? Do you trust the signs that you see that you've seen before? or Are you going to put yourself in a deeper situation thinking that you're going to change it? So I really think it really starts with do you trust yourself first? Because if you really trust yourself, then you're more likely to recognize things and say, you know what, this is a sign I don't want to deal with it. And your other thing, too, is are you, whatever your religious belief is, mine is God, so I'm going to say, God, do you trust God to, like if you say, reveal to me the truth of this person, and then when it's revealed to you, are you going to trust it? Wow. <clears throat> you got me now. You, when you said trust the self, I thought that was very powerful. That's that's very powerful. Do you? I mean, do you trust you? Um, wow, that's a good question. That's that's a really good question. And and also, the, when you talk about the voice of, of God or the spiritual piece of, of you, do you trust that that inner voice is telling you, "Hey, let this person go. They're not gonna do nothing that's gonna hurt you," or you know, use your discernment and pay attention, keep both eyes open. That's that's a really good question, and I think that's something that a lot of people need to really just um, take time out. And just say, do I trust me in this situation, or do I trust this situation is best for me? That was good. That was solid. You got me thinking now. You got and me that's, thinking. All right, y'all over something. That's kind of what we're going through uh, in the workshop on on uh, Saturday. We're gonna kind of we're gonna really hit hit on self first because you're no good for dating if you're not working on you, you know? And, and 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 people have this kind of false sense of, I'm not sure where they get this from, that you have to be perfect to be, you know, perfect in yourself to get in to be good for dating or to be good for marriage. That That's not true because sometimes you can find someone who may have just as many flaws as you and maybe even more, but if they're working to work them out and to get them better, you may that you may be able to help that person. That person may help you, and together you guys can, you know, become better individuals and, and help one another. But I think that when it comes to self and the things that we go through with ourselves and trusting ourselves, is you also have to be able to trust yourself, you know, as Tasha was saying earlier, just to know sometimes it's just not meant to be. Just walk away. Just trust what you're seeing, trust what you're hearing, and just walk away from it, you know. It's just not meant. Don't force it. Just just trust that it's not meant for you and leave it alone. And I think people have a lot of issues with trust. I think trust is a big thing. So in the workshop, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about self and we're going to give different tools of just working on you um, as an individual. And then as we lead into dating and as we lead into to marriage and, and the different aspects of relationships, whatever's going on, what you'll see and what you'll realize is everything in there really ties back into self. In your dating, when you're effective and you're successful, it really ties back into self. When you're in a marriage, 
if you can be successful and, and, and growing and mature as an individual, most likely you're going to be mature and successful and growing, growing in your relationships. Because kind of going back to what Candy was saying earlier, then you're going to make sure that you um, create ties with people that are also going in that same direction. And when you create ties and relationships with people that are going in that same direction, there's that old saying where iron sharpens iron. So it's a beautiful thing because right. now I'm I'm creating relationships with people that are not going to just be yes men or or yes women. I need somebody to be able to tell me, you know, that's an ugly outfit. You need to go change. <laughs> you look a mess. You need somebody to have you in your life that's that's cool enough to tell you that. See, women, a lot of women have that. Men really don't because we just we just don't talk about it enough. We just let you go and you're looking like a fool, and then you aren't realizing where. You know, nobody wants, you can't pick up nobody and can't get no numbers. So that's what we're talking about. We're, we're just, we want to be open. We want to, you know, it, it, it's cool. We want, we want men to know it's cool to communicate. So I'm, I'm kind of going on all of that. That's what we're going to be going on, um, talking on Saturday. Love it. Ladies, you want to add anything to that? I will. I'll add that a lot of women, and I'm, I got to say women because usually it's, the women that are looking to be married. And I know there are men, yes, that want to be married. But we do want people to ask themselves, are you missing out on your husband or wife because you are married to your boyfriend or girlfriend? Mm. Wow. That's good. That's solid. Okay, y'all dropping knowledge. Yeah, okay, I get you. I get you. Mm-hmm. I get you. So how much more space do you have? Because I know you guys are filling up and all that. So is there room for folks to get more tickets? Absolutely. Yes, we have space for people to go ahead and get some more tickets, and that's the reason why we wanted to, um, you know, come on again and talk again and let people know this is what we're doing. Because we want people to come and open up and have that open dialogue. We want people to break down this barrier that men can't talk to women, women can't talk to men about love. So, you know, we welcome folks to come to the table and, you know, speak your truth, share your story, give right. some advice, learn from our experience panel from all walks of life. It's going to be something for everybody. I love it. And keyword, it is something for everybody. So if you are married, single, divorced, looking, in a relationship that you're not sure if you should be in it or not, it is for you. So it's a co-ed conversation about love. This Saturday from 1230 to 5 o'clock at the Better Living Center, and the address is 3425 West Manchester Boulevard in the city of Inglewood. So if you know where the cemetery is, it's in that area. It's near the, right near the forum, all right? I'm going to give you the promo code. So the promo code will get you 50% off your ticket purchase. The promo code is Dante Special. So, yep, D-O-N-T-A-S-P-E-C-I-A-L, all one word, Dante Special. When you go to purchase your ticket, type Dante Special in the promo code, and you're going to get 50% off. If you are listening um, online or through your telephone and you're not following me on Facebook, you can just go to my Facebook page, Dante Morrison, check out tonight's broadcast and scroll down. I just posted the link with the promo code, information, time, location, all that kind of stuff. And then Steph Sims just commented, 
Maybe God won't bring you your Mr. Right when you are entertaining Mr. Right now because you are not ready. Drop the mic, pass the offering plate. Thank you, Steph, for the benediction. Yes. <laughs> Half of y'all are dating Mr. Right now and trying to figure out why he's not Mr. Right. So come on, somebody, wake up. You ain't doing them on Saturday. So listen, get up early on Saturday morning and go do your laundry, clean your house and mop and all that kind of stuff. Get all that stuff out the way by 11 o'clock. Take a nice hot shower and relax yourself and head on over to the Better Living Center in the city of Inglewood. Get there at 1230. Get there at 1230. They got food. They got fun. They got fellowship. They got activities. They got games. They, you're going to walk away different. You're going to walk away with a new outlook. And if you don't, do not blame the host. That is your fault. <laughs> <I love laughs> That's it. your fault. You know, if you go to the buffet and choose not to eat, don't get mad when you walk out hungry. Right. There is something that's going to be there for you, all right? If you walk in with a stony heart and an attitude, what they going to tell me, you're already walking in defeated. Walk in open. Walk in eager to learn. Walk in ready to grow. You know, and like my boy Ken said from the Bible, iron sharpens iron, all right? So go ready to just grow, and that's something we all got to do. And you got to make some tough decisions in this thing. You know, growing hurts. You know, and when you want your grass to grow, what do you put on top of it? Fertilizer. And fertilizer stinks. You know, you got to go through the stink to get better. And I can guarantee you that when you go on Saturday, these three individuals are going to make you stink. (laughs) 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 And you are going to grow. So, so, yo, I'm excited. And who knows? Your Mr. Right might be right there. So come on out. Your Mr. Right might be right there. But don't bring in Mr. Right now because you're going to get the little tag talking to Mr. Right. You know, so, you know, don't go in and get yourself labeled. You know, if you know, you would, if you know what the, you're just the right now, you know, just go by yourself. Go by yourself. But don't take sand to the beach. Don't take sand to the beach, you know. But, no, you know who's going to be in the house, you know. And if God say go, then go. All right. So this this has been this has been great. I think it's it's a it's a good reminder of folks of what's coming up this Saturday. Um, thanks for using my name as a discount. I appreciate that. You know, and I'm gonna um, keep pushing it. So is the discount um, just tonight only, or is it until the event? Because I'll keep sharing it. Um, it's ongoing um, for 48 hours, and if it gets good, we don't hours. want. We don't want um, money to stop anybody, so DM us, talk to us. If you need to be there and the ticket price is preventing you, talk to us because we want people to walk away different. Our purpose is to affect change, not get change. So um, we're trying to pay the, you know, we got to pay for the space, we got to pay for the people, but we want to help the people. That's first and foremost. Right. And that's, and that's how you stay blessed. When you're, when you're selfless like that, that's how you stay blessed. So you're always going to have packed houses when you have that kind of attitude. But listen, now, I, now I, I, love, I love that. I love that giving spirit. If you are listening and you know you can't afford a ticket, don't you be cheap and DM them and say you ain't got no money. All right? <laughs> now, come on, people. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Now, if you really cannot afford a ticket, then they said they'll work with you. But if you're sitting there sitting on the money, don't write them and say, hey, I don't have it. You know, don't don't be stingy like that. Let's not do each other like that. That's just wrong. You know, we know some folks out there have that mindset. If you got it, come on. If they want to bless you, bless them as well. All right? 
And can I add, if you're listening and you enjoy, you've enjoyed what you've heard, you know, please share it on your social media. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And folks will. You know how we do. You know, but then, but also you guys are pulling back, you know, layers. And some people, you know, that that's hard. You know, that's hard to just walk into a space and challenge yourself to just get worked over. You know, especially if you walk into a space and you don't know who's going to be up in there. You know, people are nervous. I'm one of them. You know, I walk in, I'm really, really quiet and reserved and don't say anything until I understand where I'm I'm actually at or what could the potential change be. You know, you got um, a married couple and you got this this professional speaker. You got all these games and activities. You talk about meet and greets and whatnot. Yeah, that, that can be intimidating for some people. But I trust that you guys know what you're doing and that you're ready for the challenge and up for it. Absolutely. We we welcome you no into doubt. a safe space and an honest space. So come on out. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And then in closing, I'm going to read, you know, from the great Kenneth. A lover doesn't discourage your growth. A lover says, I see who you are today. I cannot wait to see who you become tomorrow. And that's from the great Kenneth Page. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and before I go, let folks know how they can reach you um, on social media and all that kind of stuff. So, um, Kenneth, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I'm at Kenneth Kenneth Page Jr. on uh, Instagram. Um, we also, my wife and I, are the core of you, the core of just the letter U, the core of you on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Okay, and for me, Tasha, I am Tasha Champion on Facebook and Tasha Empowers on Instagram. Love it. It's three people on here. Oh, I'm at the core of you. So. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> I don't know about nobody else, but I'm the core of you. <laughs> I'm with my man. <laughs> I'm at the core of you, and I'm part of Champion Empowerment. So between those two, I my hands full. <laughs> Yeah, you want to be at this event because we have another powerful event that we will announce on that day. Awesome. Awesome. And I also believe in supporting black business and all that kind of stuff. And it takes it takes a village. So let's let's strengthen our village, strengthen our families and strengthen ourselves. So everybody, you know, mark your calendar, do what you can. If you cannot make it, encourage someone else to go. If you cannot do it, encourage someone else to go. And it's this Saturday, a co ed conversation about love from twelve thirty to five o'clock at the at the Better Living Center, thirty four twenty five West Manchester Boulevard in the city of Inglewood, California. All right. And if you want more information, by all means go to my, my Facebook page. I'm posting it. I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna share it. And just do us a favor, get out there and let's get better. All right. So big shout out to my guests on tonight. Thank y'all for coming back for part two. And then let's 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 shoot to do a follow up and see how it all went and, and what happened at the event and you know, who got married afterwards and all that kind of stuff. You know, let's let's keep the conversation going because I think Talks about relationships are important, and we have to normalize healthy relationships within our community. Um, so if you guys are open to that, I would love to have you back on, you know, before the year is out. We'll do another recap, how to go into 2019 happy and empowered and, and in love. Let's make it happen. All right. All right, y'all. So we did it. Here we go. 
So y'all go and get ready for Saturday. I know you probably got a lot of preparations to do between now and then. So I pray God's strength upon you um, throughout the rest of this week and that you be energized on Saturday to just pour out and that God continue to pour back into you so you can just give to his people. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us again. You are you are so welcome. So we'll do it again before the year is out. Sounds, Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, y'all. For sure, for sure. All right, you guys, and then another announcement for those that know, I work in the field of HIV education. So if you live in the Los Angeles area, primarily Baldwin Hills, Lamert Park, Inglewood, come on over to my job this Wednesday. We do after-hours testing. That means that we are there doing HIV and STD testing up until 8 o'clock at night. So that's every Monday and Wednesday, APLA Health. 3741 South La Brea Avenue in the city of Los Angeles. We do HIV testing. Basically, I will give you an HIV test. You can come on out and meet Dante Morrison live and in person. Get your HIV test, get screened for STDs, or you can get treated for an STD. So if you're walking around burning, itching, or whatever, come on in Monday and Wednesday up to 8 o'clock, and we will get you um, treated for that, all right? It is important to know your sexual health status, not only for yourself, but for those that you are intimate with. Do yourself a favor, get tested, know your status. Come on in, also get free condoms, unlimited supply. You only have one left. I will give you at least 20 to get you through the week, all right? So it's no excuse for having unsafe sex. Also, make sure to visit my website, um, www.dantemorrison.com, www.dantemorrison.com, where you will see how to order my books and how to book me for speaking engagements, what I do in the community, and all the other great stuff about me. You will see what I'm all about. So check it out, uh, dantemorrison.com. And after every show, I leave you with a song. So since we're talking about conversations and love and relationships and all that, I decided to go back to the 80s and give you something with a little bit of nostalgia. So tonight is the Force MD with the classic Tender Love. So do yourself a favor, take a listen right now and just reflect on where you were and who you were with when this song came out. All right? Everybody, God bless. Be safe till next week. <laughs>